season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the JKR podcast. Today we have Hit Hero founder Justin Rattray on the JKR podcast for the baseball business series brought to you by Old Fort Baseball. Justin, pumped to get you on the show. I know you saw your page here a couple of weeks ago. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing I'm doing good. You know, third third interview of the day so far. Busy, busy day. Got another grinding, one after dude. this. Gotta, you know, pump these interviews out as, as the baseball season's getting rolling. And you know, time's yeah. a little bit short on that. But before we dig into Hit Hero, I got one question I like to ask everybody that gets on the show just to get it rolling, just to get you talking about yourself. And that is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Justin Rattray? Yeah, man. Um, so I would kind of introduced myself as just like this creative hustler dude like throughout my entire life uh i've always come up with like these small businesses and come up with these crazy ideas and sometimes they work out sometimes they don't um you know i i i like to i like to start things i like to finish things and like to create cool projects and you know make money um and and one of the big things for me is just innovating products and making things better and you know finding a way or a better solution to something or whether there's a problem um, people kind of know me that way. Um, I've got a, a few businesses on my on my roster right now, no pun intended. But uh, you know, I've got a shoe cleaning product called Foamy. Um, I have a media company called Photoly, we do photo real estate, um, and then now Hit Hero. So that's kind of the three main projects that I'm working on right now. Um, and yeah, kind of everybody knows me in, in that in that sense. So okay. even even my teammates on my ball team, like they're just like this guy's just doing way too much, man. Like. <laughs> So, so you talk about your ball team. So kind of give us that background now that you are moving into that baseball business space with Hit Hero. Take us through your baseball background. You playing up there in Toronto. What exactly does yeah. that look like? Yeah, so uh, unfortunately never never made a pro, but uh, literally been playing my entire life, man. Um, my, my, my biggest feat, I think, is playing in the Babe Ruth League when I was uh, in my late teens. Um, Got, uh, got an opportunity to, to talk to some scouts, but unfortunately went through a, a bit of an injury when I was a bit younger. Uh, so I took some time off, kind of recuperated, um, and then jumped back into it in my early 20s. Um, and then just uh, playing a competitive league. It's called the OSBA, which is the Ontario Senior Baseball Association. Uh, shout out. And uh, yeah, man, we, we travel all over Ontario. And as you know, Ontario is a massive province. It literally extends, I would say, compare it from like, here down to florida like it's huge um you know we play a bunch of times a week um played some really competitive ball players some ex-college ex guys too ex ex semi-pros um yeah that's that's kind of the 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 situation right now so still playing ball you know i'm i'm a bit up there in age i'm past my prime i'm 30 i'm turning 32 now but uh yeah man Okay. So obviously with baseball in Canada getting bigger and bigger, I know right now, I mean, you watched the world baseball classic there about a month ago or so a yeah. uh, bunch of guys, you know, Joey Votto, I know is that big name guy right now. Um, I'm a Cubs fan. I've seen Owen Casey and a couple other, you know, Canadians go through our system and play major league baseball. But, you know, with baseball continuously growing with you already having those two businesses to start with, 
you know, where did the idea come from for Hit Hero? Take us through that beginning, just the idea stage to where, you know, you guys were launching a couple of weeks ago. Take us through that process. Yeah. So um, basically, I'd say about roughly two seasons ago, I, I was sliding head first in a second base, really busted my hand, um, got stepped on uh, with metal cleats. So, you know, that hurts. Um, so anyways, I was out for a little bit. Um, and then in the off season was uh, essentially trying to recoup. Um, and then I was using the pro hitter or the, the additional traditional thumb grip. Um, so basically using that didn't feel quite right. Um, a lot of the people that I kind of talked to about it as well, they really felt that this really, um, it, it, in their opinion, in my opinion too, these things felt a little bit clunky. You know, they haven't really updated their technology in the past, you know, 20 years, man. Like these things have been around for a long time. Nobody's really changed them. They've kind of just been the way that they have been. Um, and, you know, with my, with my hand, I really couldn't squeeze my hand properly still. And, you know, I was still going through some physiotherapy and stuff and kind of figuring that out. Um, and then uh, I said, you know what? I don't know if you guys were on this podcast, but I said, fuck it. I'm going to make my own product. Um, I'm going to figure out how to do it. I have no idea how to do it, um, but I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Uh, so honestly, man, like, went online started looking at how to design products um you know learned to learn how to do 3d design started creating that um made a bunch of iterations i can't even count how many um and then sourced some 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 guys to start printing some casts for me um and then did a ton of research on uh different materials being used because a lot of these traditional grips are super like they're really thick really dense grips i understand the purpose for that um, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to create my product that, you know, in, in a way that it would wrap around the bat. So with that, you not only have the, the the opportunity to eliminate bat sting, but you also have the opportunity to increase your grip and increase your wrist control. So that's why I wanted to create this product. So it's got a little bit more flex in it. It's got a little bit more squish. Um, it sits kind of preferential to wherever you want it to be. Like I have one here and like it'll sit in your thumb here like this, right? I don't know if you can see it. Or you can turn it up, depending on where, where your hand is positioned on the bat. So it's all about angle, because these wings here help you extend that. So that's kind of why I created that. Um, I mean, that, that was the last final version. I went through about 50 of them and spent a lot of money on, on printing casts and testing products and, you know, mastering colorations and, um, you know, getting a ton of feedback from, from players. And, you know, I shipped, I can't even count how many products I've shipped out to, you know, minor league players and, you know, university guys and stuff and just getting their feedback. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's all really kind of panned out. So this is official V1 of the product and we're going to keep iterating and, uh, you know, keep making and, and you know, innovating new, new new versions of this thing and just keep getting better and better. So, okay. so as, as you were going through that design process, you know, you mentioned pro hitter, you know, that's kind of where the idea came from. What did you take from, you know, that product, into those first couple designs and then how did that evolve to, you know, you said around 50 designs when you were getting down to one of those final reiterations of that design, you know, what were some yeah. things you took from that and how did that product evolve through the design process? Um, I think, I think just purposefully, right? Like that's kind of the, where the inspiration came from. Um, the purpose of having something to, to, to assist you at the plate with control, with, you know, eliminating, um, you know, pain in the hand, if you get jammed on the inside, like, um, you know, ha having that comfort and, and, and that 
additional confidence at home plate, knowing that, you know, whatever, if I get jammed on an inside pitch, like I'm good. Like I don't have to worry about that. I can take this inside. Like I can pull it. Like I don't care. Um, so I think that's kind of where the inspiration came from. Um, you know, and there's a few other products and going to try and not name any names just for, you know, any, any liability, but, uh, um yeah they, they've all kind of inspired me but they're all kind of doing their own thing man so like i wanted to have a product that really did its you know all of those things but better so that's kind of like where that really really came from so okay so uh, fro go ahead sorry no go ahead man so from so from the idea stage where you're going through you start design and you go to you know design 49 design 50 maybe that final product take us, yeah. what's that timeline you know how long does that take you're spending that money to, you know, just make yeah. it the best product as possible. How long does that timeline take to where you guys, you know, are launching, you know, three, four, five weeks ago or so? Um, I'd say it almost took uh, just over a year with with everything, right? Like all the feedback, all the the um, the ups and downs, the the feelings of like, is this even worth it? Like, should I even continue doing this? You know, you get one piece of bad feedback and you kind of get in your head, right? It's just like, if you have one like really bad at bat and you're just like, fuck, like my 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 whole at bat's fuck. Like this game, I can't I can't play today. Or you know what I mean? Um, you kind of just kind of, it's a mindset thing, man. You got to get yourself out of it. You got to get back into it. Um, but yeah, I'd say a good whole, a whole entire year uh, is what it took for, for, you know, getting feedback, testing, making variations, waiting on those things to, you know, to come through. Uh, testing colors sometimes like things aren't like you know working the way that you want it to work and you got to go back to the drawing board so um it happens and i think it happens with every business um but uh yeah i, I can kind of live through that and i've gone through it before but um you never really kind of experienced it the same way so um every product is kind of different every brand is different um and especially with a product that is geared towards a sport where you, you know, you want high level players and people to want to use this thing and there to be demand for it, for it to actually work. Right. So it takes some time to, to master something like that. Yeah. So you talk about, you yeah. know, getting some maybe potentially bad feedback throughout the process, maybe being a little self-conscious, like, is this worth it beyond that? Yeah. You know, what were some of the most difficult parts of this process of getting it rolled? And even now that you guys have been launched for a little bit, what are some of these things that are being thrown at you and how have you maybe, you know, steered past them to keep going? <clears throat> Um, I think one of the biggest ones, man, is uh, being up here in Toronto, as you know, we kind of, you know, iterated to a little bit earlier. Um, and uh, I, I think that that really kind of limits the opportunity um, for a small business trying to break into this type of sport uh, or into this community, I guess, um, because, you know, we're really limited in terms of accessibility, especially when it comes to like shipping, for example. Like if I want to ship you guys a product, it's like, you know, I got to eat some costs and it's going to take like two to three weeks. How do I compete with that? I can go through fulfillment centers, but then I need a huge volume quantity of like 10,000 plus to have to store in that warehouse for them to distribute across the United States. The thing about my product is I do have, you know, the set color variations. It's five different colors, but also uh, I offer custom. So I can color match colors based on your team preference with like, it's a special order thing. We do that. And it's been a common thing that we've actually been selling. Um, it's it that's one of the things that limits us uh, for sure. Would be would be uh, you know being up here in the north. Not saying I hate it, but uh, you know it's 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 a little challenging and love a challenge. Yeah. Um, 
yeah secondly i think was just like mastering the 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 process of you know finding a good material that can absorb shock that can absorb the impact that you know um takes on a a good structure and doesn't impede in your swing but also kind of just still feels natural like it's a part of your hand so that's one of the biggest things for me when i was hunting for like the perfect material to use for this product um so that was one of the things that really kind of set me back because the first little while I'm like, man, this like shit's not working. Like I'm not, you know, it's, it's like one of the thing, one of the ones I had, like in the very beginning, like, dude, it, it, before I even found out how to do it properly, like the first version I made, I like poured something and like made it and like cured it and like, I cut it out of scissors and like made it and fit it on my hand. I'm like, this is it. Like I'm ready to go. This is my product. And I'm like, what am I doing? I gotta, I gotta step back here. I gotta figure this shit out. And then, you know, that's when I taught myself 3D design. That's when I taught myself, like, you know, what does 3D printing look like? Because I got to make casts for these products because, like, you know, I'm not going to do injection molding. You got to do a huge, huge volume for that. So um, there's, I think there's ways, you know, they call it bootstrapping for for small businesses or, like, entrepreneurs where, you know, you got you to gotta kind of grind and, like, MacGyver things together and, like, piece things, like, puzzles, like, small puzzles together to kind of figure out a problem to, like, a, a solution to a problem because, um really a lot of the times like you got to kind of innovate you got to figure out a way to get around things so um yeah that's that's th those are the two big ones for me for sure okay so you talk about the yeah. goal that you had you know when the idea came about you know make sure that make it a bet the best product possible as you've gone through the whole process of the, the whole year you guys launch now like has that goal and has that mission kind of stayed the same has it maybe altered a little bit take us through you know what that goal is in your mind right now for hit hero just yeah. when it comes to the product yeah for sure so again like yeah we want to make the best product out there and, you know we want to make players more confident at home play you know um that's one of our biggest goals and we want to keep innovating and continually making products that you know compete with other brands and and do better than other brands on a whole new level man like we don't want to just stop at grips like or batting aids or whatever you call them. I think it's kind of subjective based on the region because I've been hearing it everywhere. But like, um, you know, we're not we're not going to stop there. We're going to continually, you know, make cool products that 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 tie into to baseball. And you know, in the future, who knows? It could tie into other sports as well too. So, um, you know, I, I I think, yeah, that's it. That's it for me, man. Like, that's mm -hmm. what I. Yeah, that, that's our mission statement. That's kind of what we stand by. Um, and yeah, like. You know, we're going to keep, keep innovating. Like, I think like the next version of this, we're going to have like different stiffnesses in the, in the, in the, in the thickness of the product. So like one's going to be, you know, slightly like, I'd say a little bit squishier. One's going to be a little thicker, like firmer, depending on the player's preference, man. And uh, yeah, that, that's going to be, I think our next step. Okay. So as, as yeah. Hit Heroes, you know, launch continuously growing, like you said, you know, you're trying to reach out to guys in the Southern States here in the United States, people in your region there in Ontario, Toronto area, Northern States yeah. as well. I mean, have you looked into hiring potentially, you know, other employees? What does that look like as you guys continuously start, as you guys are continuously growing and, you know, going beyond the launch date of a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, man. So uh, that's definitely uh, across my mind. Like, as I've said, like we've really picked up in sales, you know, we just turned on, on our Shopify store. We just started pumping ads. Um, we've just recently partnered with a marketing company in the U S who actually reached out to us and it was, you know, quite flattering. And, you know, they do contact uh, content for bomb bat for Chandler bats for like other like big name products. And I was like very, 
very uh, taken back by like, you know, I was humbled because, you know, a, a lot of times in a lot of, in a lot of situations and, and various aspects of life, like you kind of get an imposter syndrome where, you know, you don't think that your product or your brand or you as a person are like good enough. And in some situations it, it, it plays out bigger than others, but like, you kind of get brought back to reality when things like that happen and people contact you and reach out to you and like ask you these questions and you know um so yeah man like so that that's kind of what we got lined up right now so okay. we're, we're gonna start making some really cool content we got some players lined up can't say who yet but um you know mostly university guys and, and some minor guys northern states but uh yeah we're, we're excited to get that going soon Okay, so you, you talk about you know having maybe some guys some some ball players as brand ambassadors for you know Hit Hero and getting some content out there. Let's dig into the whole marketing side of things for Hit Hero. First off, with the branding, Nate, the, the the whole naming process. Take us through why is it Hit Hero? Where did that idea come from? Did you play around with some other names? Take us through Hit Hero. Why why that name actually is Hit Hero? Yeah, so I've got a quite a quite extensive marketing and advertising background like i've done it for about 10 years um working in the advertising industry and stuff um i've gone through brand iterations and what that looks like from you know creating a brand from start to finish what is the purpose what is the value of this product how does it drive you know revenue how does it drive passion you know like everything um i think for me one of the biggest things for from from my perspective what i've learned in 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 baseball is you know, a lot of the times people lose confidence at home play. That's from what I've seen. If you go in a bad rut, you get struck out, you know, you start foul tipping shit. You really kind of hate on yourself, right? And I just want there to be some sort of like guiding star to be like, you know what? Like you got this, man. Like this little product, it's not going to be your saving grace. It's not going to, you know changed you as a player but it's gonna you know give you that little bit of extra confidence to know that you have something to help you play better um so that's kind of why i called it hit hero man um i think branding with baseball is a little tricky because there's only a few aspects that you can use to reference the sport so one of them i used was the home play um because i think it's the most iconic thing in baseball um, so that's one of the other reasons why I use that product or that, that icon. Um, and then for color combinations, I wanted to just keep it as simple as possible. Um, so a lot of the stuff we have is, you know, darks, lights, very contrasting colors. And then we have the, the bright greens and then the bright blues. And then our, our packaging, I don't know if you can see it right here, but it's, it's kind of got a bit of silver in it too, right? So a lot of the finished packaging is like silver aesthetic as well. Um, we just want it to be flashy. We want it to be appealing. We want it to stand out because, you know, I'm sure you've heard the motto before or some iteration of it is like, you know, you got to look good to play good, man. And I think like a lot of this stuff, you know, having, you know, shit that stands out and shit that looks cool. Like people love that stuff. And, you know, as a player, you know, I've been playing for 20, if not 25 years, like since I was a little kid, like you've always kind of loved that vibe, right? Like, you know, having the nicest gloves or having like the shiniest, like flashiest cleats, like all that kind of stuff. Like, I just want this to be like one of those accessories that, you know, people love to use and people, you know, like it functionally benefits them, but also aesthetically, like it looks awesome. Yeah. 
So, so on the, on the marketing side of things, as you guys launch new, like we've talked about, you know, four or five weeks ago or so, what have you seen that has worked on the marketing side of things? Maybe some things that haven't worked and you're trying to stay away from, you know, what, what does that marketing look like in terms of things that haven't, haven't worked? Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, like a lot has changed in the past couple of years. Like, um, I start like, for example, I started my sheet cleaning product, Foamy, um, which also like cleans cleats and gloves and stuff. And that's going to be coming into hit here soon too. But, um, we started that during COVID and used Facebook ads and Instagram ads and, you know, that type of content killed it, like absolutely killed it. Um, this time around, like using hit hero and doing that stuff, doing that paid content, it's not as effective. And I think with the, a lot, a lot of these cookies, um, and, and, um, you know, advertising stipulations that a lot of the brands and a lot of the, like Google's kind of implied that as well too. Um, they've taken that stuff away or limited it, um, you know, it, it's really affected their their penetration and their opportunity to capture consumers. So you got to kind of go other routes. Um, so, you know, I've been going heavily into Google Ads, Google AdWords, um, their performance marketing campaigns. Um, and then also, surprisingly, like, I'm kind of above that threshold, but TikTok, man, like, TikTok's been killing it. Like, I think I posted, like, a real, like, or a TikTok video, like, a week ago, and it's got, like, 5,000 views and like a thousand likes and like I, I it's literally just like a lineup of like the the stack of products I have and I'm just like this is sick and I got I think we attributed like five or six or eight I think it was eight sales from it like it was random and it was free so like definitely use that to your advantage and you know one of the biggest things in my opinion too uh for marketing and kind of getting exposure for the for, for your brand is you know um Micro influencers, which is basically, you know, anybody with, I'd say 800 to 5,000 followers, I would consider a micro influencer. If you got that clout and you're, you're kind of focused in a specific niche of, uh, you know, whether it's a sport or a product or a category or, you know what I mean? Um, those people are, or I'd say more susceptible to purchasing your product because their engagement is a lot higher compared to somebody who's got, 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 like followers. And, you know, a lot of them probably don't engage with the content. So you got to kind of do a lot of, a lot of deep dives into, you know, who you're going to be sending it to, what does your engagement look like? What's the type of content they're posting? Um, for me, like that's, that's another huge one. Um, and I think that's probably what's generated the most amount of sales for me. Um, and then with those people too, who are making that content, like consider affiliate marketing. If you got the budget for it, if you got the revenue for it, you know, dump in a certain percentage as a cutback to these people who are, you know, maybe selling your product with a coupon link or something, which I made for you as well. So I got one that you can share on this podcast if you need to as well. Okay. It's Joker 10, JKR 10. Um, but, you know, that that that's one of the, one of the other things because it kind of influences them to, you know, to want to sell your product because they get a bit of a kickback from it too. Um, and, you know, people who are actual brand advocates, they're going to just push it even more. So that's kind of what's worked out for me. Okay. So when it, like we talked about before we started recording, you know, with you being up there in Toronto, you know, baseball is only a certain time of the year there. And I mean, the Northern States here in the United States, but in Toronto and Ontario as well, when it comes to, you know, your advertising and your outreach, you know, where is your main priority there? Like, are you, like you talked about Southern States kind of take us through that when you're kind of going about, okay, I want to outreach to this part of this, this region, whether that's geography, yeah. whatever, 
what what are your goals there? How do you kind of go about the advertising and the outreach? Yeah, so predominantly it consisted of uh, Instagram DMs. Um, you kind of kind of get creative because if you send too many, Instagram just bans your ass, and then you can't uh, you can't send any more, right? Um, so it was a lot of grinding in that in that in that sense. So you know, everybody, you know, once a year, everybody's kind of congregated into a few different areas in the southern states with spring training, right? So that's kind of when I took advantage of it. Um, I actually got a hold of an equipment manager from one of the teams and like sent, I think like 40 of them down and they distributed them to all the players, which is really cool. So I've been like watching some of the games, like trying to see if these guys are using it like in game now. Um, but yeah, like that's for me, I think just like timing uh, in particular, especially with, with that kind of stuff, like that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, and then when it comes to up here, like, cause you know, I got to kind of get some exposure in the Canadian market as well too. Um, really just grinding hard and like DMing retailers and, you know, kind of trying to set up uh, opportunities for our product to get into stores as well. Um, which is another crazy thing too, cause you got to consider UPC codes and like registering that and like all that stuff too. Like it's a, it's a, it's a big thing, but, um, and then also getting hold of teams and like seeing teams are interested in purchasing these for their players and universities and like all that kind of stuff too. Cause a lot of that stuff is funded by the teams and not specifically through the players like universities, at least up in, in, in sometimes in Canada, like you reach out to a university team, like a lot of the times they fund a lot of the equipment. So if you can kind of talk to them to, you know, see if they consider like, you know, buying a few grips or something like that, you can offer like, well, like for me, like we'll offer custom colors or whatever that kind of match the uniforms and they're all for it. So that's kind of what we've been doing. Okay. So you talk about yeah. you, you talk about the new marketing agency that reached out. You talk about the content yeah. that you guys are you know planning on establishing, whatever that happens to be. <clears throat> but when you, when it does come to brand ambassadors, you talk about affiliate marketing as well. Like you know, mm -hmm. what is your thought process there on you know maybe reaching out to you know NIL is a big thing right now. Reaching out to some college athletes, reaching out to some minor league guys for you know maybe some brand deals with Hit Hero. You know, where's your mindset on that, and maybe some ways you're trying to go about doing that as well with brand ambassadors. Yeah, I think like you got to start somewhere, um, you know, we're starting kind of right from the beginning, right? Like we went into this and one of the challenges that I like, I like to make for myself is just kind of going into this with zero budget and like working my way up. Um, and that's kind of what we've been doing. So um, I think next step is going to be figuring out how do we sponsor these guys? You know, what, what does this look like? Um, how can we become an official partner? Um with with certain players or like how do they you know how do we make sure that these guys are like actual brand advocates for our product and not just like using our product just because we're paying them to like i don't want someone like that i want somebody who actually like believes in and uses our product um so that's one of the key things that i'm going to be looking for when it comes to that time for for me to start you know considering a full full-fledged like paid sponsorship or um you know a, a higher commitment to a affiliate partnership as well too because uh, yeah that's that's for me that's going to be one of the bigger things for sure okay so let's dig into manufacturing here real quick you know you talk about you know the whole design process where you had to go learn 3d printing learn how to do all that different types of stuff when it comes to yeah. actually manufacturing that product take us through you know what it takes to just from start to finish what does it take to make a hit hero product yeah so it's it's kind of funny man like Dude, I, I hand make these things still. Like I'm grinding. Like 
you know, I, I work a nine to five or for an automotive tech company in my daytime. Um, hopefully, uh, in the soon to be future, uh, we'll just be doing this full time. But, you know, as soon as I have my evenings free, like I got two dogs, I got baseball, I got other sports. My partner owns a restaurant. Like we're busy, but like I, I, I try to find time to, to, you know, create this stuff. And, you know, I, I do everything like out of my, either out of my kitchen or my partner's event space in her basement with their storage area. And like I'm pouring, like you know, I'm mixing the colors, I'm color matching, I'm weighing ratios, and it's kind of a science. Um, what what I'm doing right now, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm still making it all all from hand, man, and uh, yeah, doing it all doing it all here, and and literally, it started out of my out of our kitchen cupboard. Like I had all my shit, like all of our colors, our silicones, like our our, our mixing cups, the cast, like everything, all just like in one cupboard. And when it, when it came time to make it here, I was like, just rip it out, set everything down on the counter with like a simple tray thing and just like start, you know, mixing colors, and like dumping hit heroes. I think to make like one batch of like, I'd say like 25 to 30, it's probably about two hour time from start to finish from, you know, mixing colors to curing and set and packaging. So uh, there's there's some work behind it. You know, it's not that this, it's not this some like injection molded mass produced thing. It's actually like made from hand and, and poured by hand. So every, every color is kind of unique in its own way, even though we try to get it as close as possible. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of us okay, for so now. We'll see like, yeah. Okay. Once we get a little bit bigger, man, like we'll, we'll see, like, you know, we're going to have to start soon considering like, you know, hiring some part-time help or, um, getting you know training people up on like how to actually make this product because you know we can perceive that there's going to be some some growth here so i'm sure so i got two more things yeah. here for you so as you guys you know yeah. look beyond here for the rest of the 2023 season 2024 and just you know as you guys look forward into the future for hit hero you know what are yeah. some of those goals and just what is that vision you have for hit here as you guys go into the future whether that's you know you mentioned other sports maybe adding other products just what is that vision you guys have here for the company yeah, man. Um, yeah, we talked about it pretty high level a little bit earlier, but uh, I really think that, you know, this doesn't stop at, you know, batting aids or grips or whatever they're called or whatever you guys call them or, you know, whatever subjective word they are. Um, I think that, you know, we also have, like I mentioned to you, like I have Foamy, which is our, our it's it's a plant-based shoe cleaning product. Um, I'm going to be positioning that for Hit Hero. Cause dude, I use this stuff daily, uh, on my, on my, like when I'm playing games, um, I use it to freshen up my gloves. I used to, to literally clean my sunglasses. I get a pair of, I don't know if you're a big cleat guy, but like, I get a pair of, I got two pairs, but one of the pairs of the trout twos, um, triple white, like pure white trout twos. I've had them for about four seasons and they're still pearl white. Like, I can literally go grab them for it and show you. Like I, and I play shortstop. And, and and sometimes uh, left field and, you know, I'm batting. We're playing like two, three games a week. Like it's a grind on these cleats. And, you know, I'm not a pro. We don't have like new cleats like every week. So, you know, like I use that stuff to keep them clean. And, and you know, that, so that's something that I want to bring into the, the Hit Hero lineup, whether it's a co-brand or something like Hit, Hit Hero X Foamy or something. Um, and then other stuff too, like anything that accentuates or complements anything to do with hitting um, or even just being a better player, whether it in terms of skill, protection, 
confidence, anything like that. That's kind of what we're expanding to. Like the, the, the opportunity is kind of endless in this situation. Like for baseball, you know, you can make protective equipment. You can, you know, get into, you know, wrist wraps. You can get into elbow guards, like whatever you need to do, right? Like if, if that complements a batter and makes him more confident at the plate, makes him want to play better or make, gives him the mindset to play better. I think that's kind of one of the important things for us. Um, especially too, like thinking of getting into, um, you know, other sports, like you just got to kind of grind and read the rule book because there's opportunities and ways to think of things that, you know, why doesn't this exist for golf? Why doesn't this exist for hockey in some way, shape or form? Why doesn't this exist for lacrosse? You know what I mean? There's just so many avenues to kind of think about how to make a product or how to complement a product or, or make or find a need or find a solution to a problem within a, within a sport. Um, so that's kind of like the way that we're thinking about things right now. Okay. All right. So last thing here for you. So everything that, you know, yeah. we have talked about anything that we haven't talked about, you got any final words here for our listeners here today? Yeah, I think I just mentioned it. Like, thank you for having me on here. Um, I appreciate you reaching out and, you know, we're, we're super new business, but we're growing pretty quickly and we're kind of really excited about that. Um, and, you know, we want to help you out too. So anybody who's listening, we have a coupon code uh, for the store at gethero.com. Um, it's JKR10. So you get 10% off your entire order of uh, the, our grips and also the apparel that we have on, on site. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully next time we talk, we'll, we'll be 10 times busier and, you know, you'll be an official agent. You'll be signing deals, man. So hoping so. I'll be let's sending, go, I'll be right? Guys, I'll be sending guys your way. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm sure we'll work together. So let's let's get it done. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you yeah. know, there we go. You know, thank, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. You know, like I said, I came across your page there a couple of weeks ago, really wanted to dig into, you know, where the idea came from, how it got started. And, you know, I just wanted your brand to go out there to all the ball players that I know who follow here a podcast. Um, you know, yeah. like, like, like you just mentioned, you know, when I do become an agent here in the next couple of years, I definitely want to stay in contact with you, send some of my clients your way, you know, get some of my guys hitting yeah. some homers at some major league ballparks, <laughs> wearing, wearing some hit hero products, but uh, no man, yeah. just, like I said, thanks for coming on the show. And, you know, as you guys continuously, as you guys continue to grow as a company, best of luck. And I, you know, I'm really pulling for you guys to come through and become a big baseball brand. Thanks, homie. I appreciate that, man. And, and same for you. We're, we're rooting for it. So.